winter time is is a painful time. The holidays and all that. You're yeah. you're torn from your friends, torn <laughs> from everything you love, Absolutely and forced torn. to face the family, <laughs> the family of doom. Today's episode, we're going to talk about toys of our youth that we got around the holidays. I'm Steve, and I'm Mike, and this is Don't Feed After Midnight. First, the first toy I remember getting as a as a kid, I mean, I've got a lot of funky toys. My stepfather mm-hmm. worked for Westinghouse, and they would have these Christmas parties and shit, like like incredibly over the top, typical corporate Christmas parties. And there was all these presents, and the kids would all get presents. You know, right. like it wasn't necessarily that each kid had a specific present; they had piles of gifts, like extreme eighties, over the top, unnecessary amounts of shit. So, we'd go to these parties, mm. we'd sit on Santa's lap, my sisters would cry, the pictures would be taken, and it was very funny, you know. Well, now it's funny, back then it was traumatic, I'm sure, for them. <laughs> but uh, you, you would get the generic weird toys that they would buy, like um, the, the felt uh, wall-hanging uh, dartboard thing, but instead of darts, they were little fuzzy balls, like Velcro, that you would throw and stick to it, mm-hmm. you know, this is garbage. You know, it was it was like literally after three or four times of sticking, the felt would either rip or it would just turn to fuzz. You know, and then there was like noise making things like you know recorders and you know harmonicas. Everybody always got a harmonica, and they were always the biggest pieces of shit. But you know, so plenty of that crap went on. But the first toy I got that I actually remember really really liking was probably mind you, mind you, I'm forty years old, <laughs> so like probably nineteen eighty five or eighty six. I got the Condor toy from Mask. Mask was this uh, series where you know, the vehicles, it wasn't quite Transformers. It were little guys that, that controlled everything. Right. And, uh, but the vehicles would change, you know. Like, and they all had uh, masks where they could do different things, you know. Uh, this one guy could you know, project concussive force beams from his eyes. <laughs> this, this lady could turn invisible, you know, with hers. And one guy could control gravity with his. And they all had different vehicles, like... You know, the the lead character, Matt Tracker, had this, you know, badass car that the the, uh, the doors fl- flipped upwards. It became wings, and jets oh came out God. the back, and it took off like a jet. <laughs> and it was cool as shit. Everybody wanted to be him. And then, like, you know, they had the guy, you know, that I liked, that Condor toy that I got, was a uh, green, <laughs> neon 80s green motorcycle, and it would turn into a little helicopter. <laughs> and on the TV show, it looked badass. 
but the actual toy it looked really really awkward and strange and like if you wrote it it would chop your head off if you tried to control it you know? oh my god but that was the first story I genuinely remember getting I mean I had Transformers I had G.I. Joes you know when I was really really little I got lots of other things you know I still have a box that I found in the attic of my mother's house when we uh, were moving her out of her the old family home and it's a Chugga chugga toot toot ding ding choo choo. <laughs> I think they probably still make them. The name is annoying to say, and I'm surprised they did it in one take, and that was pretty good. Probably, yeah, that's impressive. I'm pretty proud of myself. There. But, um, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, you know, there's different, but, but the toys, I mean, you know, you actually like to play with it. You played with a lot. We always had a special place in your heart, you know. I mean, that Condor toy was pretty cool. You know, I got like. Transformers and things and GoBots over the years, but for some reason that stuck in my head because <laughs> I played with that so freaking much. And it's one of the few toys that did not get destroyed when I turned eleven and discovered slingshots and um, <laughs> gravel because we had a gravel driveway. Just launching them. Oh, it was. I used to line my toys up, I, all my Transformers and then GI Joes and random shit, and I would go back about thirty paces. And I would just obliterate those things. I'd build them little forts out of the gravel, and I would take them, and just literally, heads getting blown off. Optimus Prime's chest got caved in by oh a ball bearing, God. you know. I was kind of destructive as a kid. I had That's, problems. <laughs> that sounds like fun. But, you know, what was, I mean, you said one of the first stories you remember having was like a felt nerf. Yeah, well, it was like, yeah, it was a shitty, uh, it was like a shitty little, um, like a putt-putt thing for kids. It was like, uh... You know, just like a felt pad that went like five feet, and it had a little hill to it. And, uh, you know, the whole thing was, you just, you literally just played putt-putt with yourself for hours. And I, I got so bored of it so fucking quick. But, uh, I mean, that was like, that's the first thing I remember ever getting, really, as a kid. That was like, something to play with. But, I don't know, I'd probably say my favorite shit was like... I mean, I got play sets and stuff for, like, um, it wasn't, like, the original Masters of the Universe stuff, but I had, like, a, uh, like, basically, like, Walmart brand Masters of the Universe. What? I mean, like, I don't even remember what the shit was called. It was that, like, generic, but it was, like... So it, it wasn't, it Mo- had, wasn't it, Motu stuff? It had, like, just... the gray skull style, like, yeah. or, but, like... It was just not that. Man, man. Right. It was the, <laughs> the human man. Oh, for God's like, sake. Or some shit. But, uh. Maybe that really crappy uh, He Man they put out after the original series ended. Yeah. It was like He Man in Space. And it was really crappy. Oh, God. He was really. All of a sudden, he was just. He didn't wasn't Prince Adam anymore. He was just tan guy with blonde hair and oh, like he was yeah. He-Man all the time and that's terrible it was horror. I, I do not remember it at all I, I came across it in a, a wiki the other day and I was like what the fuck is that it's blasphemy uh, but then like I don't know like I had uh, I mean because I was a 95 baby like shortly after got close to <laughs> the rebirth of Star Wars so then they started launching all the they started relaunching all the action figures so like I got the Luke action figure and the Obi Wan action figure, the the original Obi Wan, like the old dude <laughs> that oh. was like creeping on Luke. Oh. <laughs> like, like it was great. Come to my house in the middle of the desert. Right. Don't tell your uncle. Don't worry about me putting my hand on your forehead. Uh, this means nothing. Creepy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that was 
I mean, that was kind of the toys I had to play with. A lot of that time growing up, I played with board games more than anything. It wasn't, uh, like, collectible toys weren't really the thing. Um, or, like, even action figures weren't really the thing. Unless it was, like, dedicated to a movie or something that you've seen. Like, there weren't many action figures going around when I was a kid. So, like, when the Star Wars ones came out, they were awesome. Because, like, I mean, say what you will about the movies, but, like, the Darth Maul action figure was badass. Like, the way... Hey, man, the, I'll never knock Darth Maul. I, he's sweet. probably the coolest fucking looking dude ever to be a Sith in the movies. I mean, fucking, that double saber was so <laughs> sick. But, uh, no, like, they just... I don't know, they, they, when they came out with those things back in, like, 98, prepping for the movie, like, they just did such a damn good job, but, uh, I mean, that's kind of what I remember playing with. My stepbrother had those in the early, the original releases in, like, 83, 82 yeah. and stuff. I just, I remember them being very, uh, stiff and not articulated at all, like, they had... <laughs> Their necks would move, and their arms and legs would move forward and back, and that was pretty much it. Like, you know, oh, if you if, if one of them bent at the elbow, it was because you snapped it off. And, you know, <laughs> somebody had to hot glue it back on, and they did it wrong or something. Like, That's ridiculous. <clears throat> that's kind of crazy. On that note, speaking of Star Wars, there's a lot of bullshit about this new movie. There's no Lando Calrissian in that movie. No. I don't, I don't think I like that shit. Well, he, uh, from what I heard, he was... Um, well, he was at Star Wars Celebration this year, and he was in a bunch of interviews and all kinds of shit, and basically what he said is, I'd love to do it, they just haven't contacted me yet. So, like, Disney or whoever's writing the movies or whatever, they're just not, like, deciding to bring him in, Billy D. And, uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's like they want to avoid him, but... Yeah, I wonder why that is. I mean, it's like, I would hope that at least for episode nine he comes in because he's confirmed that he, you know, I mean, episode eight's out now, so like he's I mean, he's not in it, but episode nine's, you know, two years off or a year and a half off, and uh, I mean, I hope they bring him back because he's a great character. And you do get to see Donald Glover portray him in the uh, yeah. Solo spinoff. That's gonna be kind of cool. Yeah, that'll be awesome. There's certain things, and Star Wars, those toys, I don't know, like, the original series toys were kind of clunky. I mean, my stepbrother had, like, the AT-AT and these really crazy things. I had, like, a, a troop carrier, it was brown, uh -huh. and it had a bunch of buttons on it that made noises from the movies, and you could put your figures in it and drive around. It was, I, mean, I, think, I think every action figure line had that. He may have had some kind of skeleton thing or something, he stuff was kind of morbid, you know. Right. Stuff you you know the toys and things like that, but um, around Christmas time one year I remember getting a uh, I got a oh god I, it was one of those things that Grandma got you that she kind of had an idea what you liked but wasn't really <laughs> sure, and I got this generic Voltron looking robot thing and oh, you could tell god. it was probably based on something in Japan, uh -huh. but it was it was about. Eight inches tall, and it was solid die-cast metal. Oh it was heavy God. as crap. I remember I got in really, really big trouble once because I threw it at my sister. And I, like, I, <laughs> de I dented the wall with it. It was bad. I got, yeah, it was bad. Um, but yeah, that thing, 
That thing was the last to die with the slingshot. Um, <laughs> that thing held up pretty good. I gotta say, I think I tried. To, I think I lit it on fire at some point. Oh, that's awesome. There's not a lot to do in North Carolina when you're like 11, 12 years old. So that was like, you know, <laughs> that's like all the fun in the world. Well, yeah. I mean, we were on the country like that. If there's nobody to play with, you make your own fun. And right. When you get a slingshot and gasoline, man, game on. It's, it's game on. <laughs> <you know. laughs> My sisters learned to hide their shit real fast, you know. I'm like, hey, do you still have that one Barbie? No! Oh, Jesus. No, I would never do that. It wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, that, and I, I started to get into models a little bit. Uh-huh. And I think when I was about 13. But I never had the patience for that shit. I've seen people put together, like, model kits. I remember my one friend Mike got a Gundam model. Uh-huh. Uh, we were in high school. I'm like... When the, when the hell are you going to have time to put that shit together? It's like a thousand hours of right. time, I swear to God, to put one of those together. But when you're done, it's so beautiful. It's so cool. Oh, my God. And now they've got the, the new you know, well, it's the new Star Wars movies coming out. There's all these models and stuff. The it's Falcons like, and the, uh, the new TIE fighters. Well, there's a model store. Well, model store. There's a hobby store by my house. Whistle Stop? Yes, Whistle yep. Stop Hobby Shop. Yeah, I used to go there all the time. And you go in there, and it's just model. Been. They have a whole wall of trains, like 20 uh-huh. feet long, and it's just different train cars you can buy. I actually went there uh, in middle school, and to got the I got the materials to do a, a science project. Um, actually, I did. I went there for a few projects. I did a science project and got the materials there for a volcano. What? And then I went there. Uh, I went there a little bit earlier, like maybe fourth grade or fifth grade, and got a bunch of things together to lay out like a full set diagram showing uh like the events of world or not world war that uh, was civil war um so like i had you know characters that portrayed the south and then characters that portrayed the uh the um the north and then i had like all these dividing lines and uh towers and stuff on a map and i built it up to look like a battle scene on a map and it was really fucking cool but that hobby shop's got everything. Like, yeah, hobby shops are dangerous when you get older too, because you look at stuff mm-hmm. and you get all nostalgic about it. You know, I mean, I like I like little model trains. They're kind of cool. I had a friend uh, when I was younger. His dad collected model trains, mm-hmm. and he had a basement. Um, his dad was very handy, and he had created this train set thing in the basement where you could crank it down, and it was a it was like a 12, 12 foot by. I don't know, probably like like six foot wide, mm-hmm. six feet wide, twelve feet long, about chunk of wood that was on uh, pulleys and then suspended by wires, and you could crank it up and hide it in the ceiling of the basement, right? And you could crank it down and lower it down and play with it. It was a way to keep the kids away, probably. And that thing had mountains and three different little towns, <laughs> like you could do five trains at once. I mean, it was ridiculous, that's crazy. And that's the type of shit, though, because I saw that as a kid, and I put that little seed in my mind, like that's kind of cool. You know, yeah, and then but then, you see it later, and you're like, oh, I oh, yeah, it. but you try to price that crap out now, and it's it's nuts, it's crazy. Oh no, some of those, you know, those locomotives and things like that are like you know three hundred dollars. I mean, you almost gotta buy a piece at a time. I'm sure that's what most people do. You know, mm-hmm. well, it's like collecting the old toys, right? You know, from when we were kids. Like I like my you know the old Transformers, and and uh, I've been looking for a decent trail breaker from uh, 1984, like the G1 Transformers for forever. But I refused to pay eighty five fucking dollars for it, you know. No, I understand. Because I, I remember <laughs> getting ridiculous. it when it was like five ninety five. Right. In my mind, I'm like, no, you know. <laughs> but my, you know, my wife, we do the comic book conventions, and you know, every year at Motor City Comic Con, there's always a toy dealer, mm-hmm. and they never have it. I'm like, Ugh, you know, like, <clears throat> it's just as well because you know, it's like, 
one of these days I'm just going to buy it. Right. And feel remorse. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I've got, like, an old man-at-arms toy. I'm slowly recovering the toys from my youth that I've lost, you know? Yeah. I bought one GoBot. It's the only GoBot I remember having because GoBots are garbage. <laughs> they are. They're pure garbage. You know, they refuse to even, you know, think about collecting them anymore. But that one I do remember having. So I had oh to get that. God. So it was $3 and I had to get it. I, there was no excuse not to do it. I've got man at arms and all his <laughs> accessories. I still have my original Battle Cat from He-Man oh and his God. armor. And I've got somewhere the original uh, Purple Panther uh, cat that uh, Skeletor rode. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where that is. Tragic. I have like lots of funky stuff from as a kid. I had uh, I got Shockwave, but I got the, the he's a, the G one Transformer that turns into a gun. Yeah. But I got the Radio Shack version of it. It's it's like Robot Man, whatever the name of it is, and it still works. I put a square battery in it in like nineteen ninety three, and it still works fine because it doesn't oh use my any gun. Um, anytime my daughter finds that, she always pulls the trigger and makes a ridiculous amount of noise. It's, it's really. <laughs> One thing I've been thinking about getting back into lately is uh, radio-controlled cars. Oh, yeah. I was going through boxes and stuff and found old comic books, and in the back of one of the comics was a, was a little ad for the Lobo series of radio, radio-controlled cars from Radio Shack. Oh, my Lobo gosh. 1, Lobo 2, L-O-B-O, and they had, you know, they looked like dune buggies. They had shock absorbers and air-inflated wheels and big spike tires in the back. And I got to thinking about it, and I don't know... <clears throat> Like, nowadays, if radio-controlled vehicles are that popular, like they were in the 80s, they were really big when I was a kid. Well, I mean, it really depends on what price range you're looking for, because, like, if you look at just the basic, um, you know, the, like, I went to Toys R Us and found an RC car, I mean, chances are they're not that heavy-duty. If you look at the right places, you'll find, like, trophy trucks that are RC cars, like, the... I mean, they'll still be, like, you know, only uh, half a foot off the ground, but, like, these things will go up to, like, 40 miles an hour, and they'll <laughs> fucking, like, launch off of ramps, and uh, it gets crazy, man. I mean, they put serious, like, little motors in these things. <laughs> it's like that Tosh.0 episode we saw where that guy gets smacked. Like, oh, where he launched it in? Yeah, it's how he broke his ankle. Those things are serious. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they're they're really. I mean, they get really pricey really quick, but they're really cool. Um, I mean, it's like nowadays, it's nothing like what it was, ten, twenty, thirty years ago. Oh yeah, it's like well, everything's. Everything, a lot of people have you know video game systems, but you know, it's funny, they didn't like you know the birth of Nintendo and PlayStation, all these systems. They didn't kill that type of fun. The kids still went out and bought those toys. Just right. You know, they just—they also had Nintendo. It's you had both on top of it, yeah. It all, like... I mean, if you got both of them... Like, I mean, nowadays, it's like... There's a simulator for everything out there. <laughs> yeah, right. So, it's... I mean... When I was a kid, I mean, they had RC Pro-Am, the Nintendo game where you... It was basically you were racing a radio control car around a track, and I always thought, it was like, I can go do that outside right now, but I have nobody to race with. Anymore. Right. You know, the nostalgia factor for old toys, I think, is what really drives that modern market for for the vintage stuff right now. Like, it's people that are like my age that are they're in their forties mm. that look back and the eight at the eighties stuff. And in the eighties, particularly when I was a little kid, there was a glut of toys. They would put toys out and create um, 
cartoon series to go along with it to sell the toy. You know, right. very rarely did the cartoon come out first, and then the toy come out after. It was mm-hmm. usually either released in tandem, or they would uh, they would release like a like you know Transformers was originally like they had a four part comic book or I think it was four or five it was four parts, and uh, <clears throat> and then there was like a little. Like a three episode, you know, TV series, and that was, you know, they were kind of testing the market, I guess, to see if they would keep doing it. And it took off, so they kept making the cartoons. Right. Um, <clears throat> in Japan, and you know, it was probably a little bit different. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of toys there still being made, and you know, like, mm. like for Gundam and things like that. And it's not unusual for adults just have massive collections of the stuff like that. Right. You know, to go and to watch the anime and stuff like that. You know, whereas here. I don't know if it's a cultural difference or what, but it's... when you. Oh, that's probably I mean, 100% of what it is. I mean, they grow up on that stuff like 100%. There is no other options besides watching those things. Yeah. I mean, that is their entertainment. You know, with us, it's like you reach a certain point, and it's like you, you know, if you collect toys, you're pretty much viewed a little bit differently. Yeah, I mean, you know. well, I mean, even though it's so mainstream today, gamers still get the most flack for, like, just being like inside as oh, much yeah. as they are oh, yeah. so like I mean if you play with toys games or do anything that's like a hobby involving playing like you get you're, you're the first to get bullied or, or yeah like just joked on I mean it's funny because I mean I have friends even nowadays that I know for a fact still like Star Trek yeah <clears throat> and you know if it's if you're in your core group of friends or something that everybody knows. I mean, you can talk about track and you'll love it. Oh, but if you, you know. step outside that core oh, yeah. group, oh no, yeah, you, if you're, you're with a other nerd, people, you're mm-hmm. like you're an outcast. They won't you're talk a, about yeah. it. Yeah, and it's a shame because you, you got to be who you are. I, I am who I am. I don't give a shit. Right. Know? I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> and I don't really care. I you mean, know? nerds, nerd, the nerd uprising of the past fifteen, twenty years has been major because, like, go back twenty five years ago and nerds were like. You know, getting crammed into lockers and getting swirlies and shit. <laughs> swirlies. Like, oh like, I mean, ever since 2000, I'd say, is like, you know, every year has just been inching closer to nerd being popular. And now we're at a point where, you know, Star Wars is aiming to be the highest, or top five highest selling movie of all time week one. Mm-hmm. And like... And superhero movies, I think. Superhero are movies are right over. under there. Yeah. Marvel is just dominating everything. You don't see stuff like The Notebook come out anymore. No, you know right. I mean, like, I, mean that's, I mean, I just talked to my girlfriend about this. You go back to, like, every era before the 80s, 90s, and every movie was either drama or romance or a thriller. Mm-hmm. That was it. And then they started introducing... Well, I mean, in the 70s, they started getting into action and whatever, but... I mean, it was low budget, didn't really make any waves and yeah. and all that. It was just like cult classics. You had stuff like Commando in the 80s. Fucking and, uh, know, things like that. Smokey and the Bandit and shit. Hey, man, that movie's awesome. It is. I just watched it the other day. Fucking it's love it's that so movie. great. I want that car so bad. <laughs> but, uh, but then you get into the 80s and you got like, you know, I mean, you actually had Reagan trying to introduce like... Rocky and uh, fucking <laughs> like all these all these movies trying to get American pride back. Oh yeah, just to, for the purpose of uh, you know getting people to join the army and shit. They were like America, like <laughs> I, I mean seriously, that's where it all came from. I mean, dude really wanted politics to 
like stretch into the movies. And then he created this wave of awesome ass action movies. Even if I don't even agree with Reagan on ninety percent of his policies that he went through, like I mean, <laughs> the dude fucking started the wave. That's true. I mean, That's and true. then you got the like the nineties carried it. I mean, but at like all that time period, it was still drama. Oh yeah. Romance. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thrillers. And pretty, then and then funny. action was all under that. Ever since two thousand, every year, action and and nerdy shit has oh, yeah. been inching, inching, inching. Because before that, it was all cult classic. I mean, ner- nerds we- nerds have just become the majority. Well, that's the thing now. I think it's more accepted, and they 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 package it differently than they used to too. I mean, you can go see, you can be the biggest jock you want, mm. you know. And you're gonna go watch Captain America: The First Avenger and probably dig it because of the action. Yeah, you know, it's not all just like oh he's got his face or anything. You know, like, right? You know, I mean, I know there's people like uh, like Josh Henderson from yeah. uh, Continuous. So that Josh likes football. Yeah, and he's into it. The man is, and he goes on a podcast about it. He, he's freaking, he and uh, Mel Gray uh, go freaking crazy about football all the time, and it's it's funny because like. I can't, you know. I, I think football is funny. My extended football, like the knowledge of it, like is ends at like the fridge because right. he was in GI Joe, and that was about, you know, right. that legit was about it. Um, but it's just one of those things, like sports. You know, being into sports doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a jock anymore, and being right. into Star Trek like, doesn't necessarily mean you're. A I mean, anymore. sports at this point is just another fandom. You know what I mean? It's true. Like you're just into the characters that you're seeing. Okay. I mean, you understand the sport. Fantasy football stuff is so it's, huge. I mean, fantasy football is ridiculous. <laughs> but what I don't understand is how like there's this elitist mentality where like if you're a football, a fantasy football uh, nerd or you're into that, a lot of dudes will just be like, like a lot of them guys will be the same dudes to shoot down modern nerds for being into the oh. things they're into. But it's like, dude, yeah. you're pl- you're playing you're, fake football you're by playing using RPG. real life stats. You're yeah. doing an RPG right now. Like what is That's this? Exactly what it I is. Mean, it's all it is. It's I like mean RPG. and I understand the fun of fantasy football and whatever. It's exciting, but I mean I'm, it's just nothing I could be into. But I'll I'll still see every day somebody that's into it shit on somebody that's like <laughs> into some nerdy thing. And I'm like you're no less nerdy than I am. Like the way you geek out over this, like it's it's all about like accepting, being accepted by your your group of friends. And I yeah. think, you know, people have a bad habit of like, you know, following like the alpha male sort of thing. Even if yeah. even if your group doesn't really realize, hey, that's the alpha male. Right. There's always going to be that dude that people kind of go along with either because he's smart and he has really fun ideas to have shit to do, mm-hmm. or he just picks what you're going to do and people follow him you know the, right. the alpha beta mentality you know and you know I mean I was a beta I had a beta mentality throughout high school because I was just like I don't fucking care you know like you want to do something let's go do it it's cool sounds good you know because right. I had friends that had really good ideas we used to play tabletop Star Wars and shit and then we'd go play baseball and golf and mm-hmm. you know drink and smoke and, and you know just be dudes but by the same token we were definitely not considered you know normal we, we were right. definitely considered nerds I mean yeah. <clears throat> That's just how it was. Mm-hmm. God, I was trying to think. I, the nerdiest gift I think I've gotten in my entire life was somebody specifically requested too. Mm-hmm. My sister bought me 
right after Lord of the Rings came out, came out like the very first Lord of the Rings movie came out. Yeah. Not not the crappy Rankin Bass one, mm-hmm. which was an obscenity, you know, given you know actual form. Um, I got <laughs> I got a a uh, silver version of the One Ring, and I still have it. Oh, that's awesome! And it fits, and it's cool. But my wife won't let me wear it. <laughs> she <laughs> says it's it, she says it's a no no. There's there's limits and. It's unacceptable to wear that out in public. Oh. I think it's cool looking, but you know. But I understand, you know. I get it. Right. Know? I don't know what the nerdiest thing I've ever gotten is. You know what I did? Uh, I mean, this is one of them things. It wasn't necessarily mine, but me and my cousins played together all the time because I basically was babysat by uh, my aunt, and uh, like like for a mass chunk of my childhood, and. Uh, like one of the things they had was a, a um I don't know how big the model was but I mean it was a decent sized model of the Millennium Falcon and it had like the compartments to put like little uh figures in it oh yeah, yeah. so like I mean shit like that it was just awesome um but it's no different I mean in the 80s they, the G.I. Joe toys were like that too they always had like yeah. Like, pretty good solid chunks of plastic that were fun to play with. But, I mean, you know, by the time you were a kid, though, they were a lot more intricate. And I think they were probably, like, a little more detailed. Yeah. You know, like, And I think by the time, like, I got to them, they were a little bit beyond the age that they say on the package. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, they might say three to fucking whenever you die. But, like, <laughs> there's no chance I'm even touching that thing until I'm, like, eight. Like, <laughs> little I mean, tiny moving parts. I mean, I, I look at this thing and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I get I get sweats just thinking about building this thing. <laughs> yeah, they, um... I mean, my daughter's into this Five Nights at Freddy's stuff right now. Yeah. And she's never even played the damn games. Because, I mean, they're just it's a jump scare game. Yeah. And they sell toys for it and all that. But the toys are horrific-looking monstrosities. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're animation, or not animation, uh, animatronic characters that are, like, rotting and falling apart. Yeah, I had a, uh, I had a temp job at, uh, at Toys R Us for, like, a few months, and, uh, they had a full section dedicated to Five Nights at Freddy's, and it was just the, like, the grossest section of the store. Like, there was nothing good-looking about these toys. <laughs> And when parents or aunts or grandpas, grandmas would come in and ask about it, they'd be like, hey, uh, my uh, nephew, he said he's into this game, and uh, it's called Four Days or Gilbert's or... And, I, I, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, Five Nights at Freddy's? That's the one. And then, and then I walk up over to the toys. They're like, oh, well, that's just about the ugliest thing you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. But and the concept behind it is, I mean, those, those it's children, children got killed mm-hmm. and their bodies were hidden in the animatronics and then they're possessed. And it's really, really it's like, dark. Yeah, and it's know. like based on... Uh, not like it's not like true stories, but it's like true locations and true. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, it's supposed to be kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese. Thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's similar to a Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese, oh my god! But some one of my daughter's friends had a party at Chuck E. Cheese not too long ago, and it was insane. Oh, that's a nightmare. Oh, it's, it, it smelled like feet and failure. I mean, I <laughs> it was just bad for you in that place. You're like, oh. I don't remember the last time I've been to a Chuck E. Cheese, and I'm I'm glad about that. That's better than going to Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's is awesome. That is not that is not cool. That's awesome. They have like 
50 games, but it's the same four games over and over again. Just no, that out. first part is the first, is the same shit. Uh, I will agree to that. Any game that gives tickets, they're all the same. But once you get to, like, the Street Fighter, then you get to the Time Crisis, and, like... There was eight different... There was eight <laughs> copies of Time Crisis around there. I love that. One out on the Hall I Road. I love oh, that. Oh, drives me nuts. Um, what else? Uh, you say Valkyrie. You know what's the best game is, uh, I mean, it's newer, but that dealer, no deal arcade game is the shit. I'm, what? I love it, dude. You are a 60-year-old man. I, I, I love that shit. It's like the ultimate, like, computer fight. You're just like, you're like, <laughs> you bitch, give me what I want. <laughs> you creepy ball And bitch. then you get all the way to the end, and it's like, you got one dollar, or one ticket, or like, a hundred tickets. And you're like, give me the hundred tickets, you bitch. Oh my and God. then you hit it, and it's like... One ticket, <laughs> like fucking end it. <laughs> those things, those places are funny though, because you can get like ten thousand tickets, and you'll get some cheap piece of Japanese-made plastic that or Chinese-made oh, yeah. plastic that's worth like a penny. I mean, you'll <laughs> you'll dump like all the money in the world into it and get like all the tickets in the world out, and then they'll be like, "Hey, do you want these uh, plastic sunglasses?" Yeah. Like, hey, do you want this uh, gumdrop? Chinese finger puzzles and things <laughs> oh like that. Oh, my God, I hated those things. <laughs> Man, I got stuck with one of them things, and I literally could not get it out for the life of me. What? I was so pissed because I had no clue how to get my fingers out. I didn't realize you had to hold on one side and pull a finger out. So, like, I spent, like, maybe a half hour doing it. Oh, my God. And then I, when I finally got tired of it, I just yanked as hard as I could and, like, I snapped it. <laughs> like, I got tired of it, but... So I mean, violent. I had to, had to do it. Eastside. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Couldn't let the kids uh, see I was a punk. That's right. I mean, I had to show them. I'll get out of a Chinese finger trap any day. <laughs> <laughs> just, whoosh, oh. I mean, Awesome. Nowadays though, like like gift wise, man, I <laughs> thinking about it. I think I request more than anything else is like pipe tobacco because I still smoke a pipe, because <laughs> I'm I'm older, <laughs> and I also like liquor, <laughs> right? Like a nice type of bourbon mm-hmm. and pipe tobacco. It's like my two favorite gifts, <laughs> you know, and money. You know, money's always good, but money's I mean, good. <clears throat> I don't know. I just, it's I a lame gift, but it is a lame gift, but, but it does come to money's use. good. Especially when you get kids, you get always gonna pay for shit anyway, right? You know, but no, I think I think bourbon, a good bourbon or a good whiskey, mm-hmm. like a small batch whiskey, and some pipe tobacco is a really good gift to give me nowadays. I mean, right? You know, you're you're a lot younger though. I mean, you probably, I mean, you get game system shit. You've got like a five thousand dollar video game system. That's <laughs> it's true. Nowhere you near. know it's how much it costs. Nowhere near. It's ridiculous. With all the games I got, maybe. But, I mean, like, are the games I have purchased in the past 10 years. But, uh... The PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah, it's... I mean, that thing, I got... Well, I had the original PS4, and then they came out with the Pro, which is, you know, it's got the 4K uh, support and, you know, HDR support and we all We both that. wear glasses. You're not seeing anything in 4K, and you know <laughs> Oh, <it>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh... <laughs> I mean, there was it was four hundred when it first came out, and then the pro came out, and that was four hundred. But then I, uh, I waited like maybe three or four months, and then got it pre-owned for like three fifty, and uh, you know that I mean, I already had all the games. It for is it, a nice system, I'm and not it's it's lie. it's beautiful. And, I mean, I watch the continue show guys play these older games, mm, and I like it. I think it's fun. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, look at that mess. Yeah, pixelated messages. Oh, yeah, I, I got, uh, because I got, like, 
old Grand Theft Auto games and shit on my PS4. So, like, I'll go back and play a game that's in, like, 480p well, San on this. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I got San Andreas. I, I got, uh, what else do I got? I had, um, I had Vice City on my PS3, but, um, yeah, Vice like, City. Max Payne and, like, a bunch of old Rockstar games that were the shit back on, like, PS2. I think the first game like that I played was called Driver. I, I loved Driver growing up. It was the first that one was I ever the shit. played. There was no open level stuff like that when I was a kid. There really weren't. Like, I mean, you had until EverQuest, I think, in, mm. in 1999. I don't think I played anything that was truly open. Open. Like where you could just go and walk and pick a direction. You didn't have to do the quests. You could just do whatever you want. And Grand Theft Auto, I had no patience for shit. My mind doesn't work that way. I literally right. would just... We just punch people, take their cars, and drive around. That's what it was for me when I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, well, I was like, I was like twenty five at the time. Though. I was, I, was different. I'm like, I mean, I was like five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I mean, I was probably like eight playing it. And uh, I mean, well, no, that one came out in like oh four, so I was nine. Oh Jesus! And uh, and like. I definitely wasn't supposed to be playing that kind of shit. But I was going to say, you could punch prostitutes. And- I, I, that's what I would do. <laughs> they, had the, they had the money. What was I supposed to do? So horrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, something me and my dad used to do, even though it's like kind of fucked up to think about it, we'd try to build up our wanted level as high as we could go so we could get the, as many cops as possible on us. Yeah. And we allowed ourselves three cheat codes that didn't involve health. Yeah. And... Uh, so, like, I'd punch in the code for uh, guns, and then I'd punch in the code for, like, a tank, and then I'd punch in the code for, uh, um, like, if the tank got wrecked or something, or it flipped upside down or whatever kind of shenanigans I pulled, I'd punch in the code for a jetpack, because it was just the most fun shit. But, uh, I mean, like, me and my dad would just pass the controller, play until you die, like, just make mayhem in the city and then pass the controller and then you do the other thing and that was just the funnest shit to me because the world was so big at the time oh yeah that you could just go across like you know i mean little cities little uh, cities right basically what it was well san andreas by the time that one came out it was like a full state worth of a map i mean it was the the whole bottom right corner of the map was like l.a the uh, bottom left was like rural California, and then the top left was San Francisco. Top right was like Vegas. So it was like you had these four massive areas to go through, and it was I mean for PS2 and the, the amount of time it took you to get across that entire map yeah. on foot, it was like a state's worth of I mean it was like about the size of Rhode Island. I mean like that's crazy. And and that was back on PS2. The graphics were shitty enough oh, where yeah. it could, where it didn't have to crash every five seconds. Well, you know but, the PC uh, version they made a they made a multiplayer. Version. Oh yeah, Samp. Oh uh, my god, I used to play that. It was, was so glitchy, but it, it was, was fun. so glitchy, but it was so great. <laughs> every time you logged on, all people do is try to kill each other anyway. Like, there right. was no, they were supposed to be teams, but they were just. Well, know. not much changed because Grand Theft Auto Five on PS4 is the same way. You go into an online lobby. You just get lit up by somebody. That, oh, jeez. You know, no, re- no reason either. They'll just drive past and blow you up. That's funny. But it's just like living in Detroit. It's just like living in Detroit. <laughs> That's why I got blown up like six times. Oh, up. my God. East side, kid. East side got blown up. Oh, my up. God. Well, you lived further in than me. At least I was on the border. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was about a mile and a half from the border. I was still in the shit. But uh, 94. I was, East Warren. Yep, yep. Shit. 
haze in seven mile. Well, that's no way to live. Garbage. There's <laughs> <laughs> people listening to this going, you know, I live I, in that neighborhood. You know, I, we try really hard. Right. But no, you don't. You're alive. I, I built this house up, and it looks so good now. Yeah, two of the houses And the rest of the block. Was burnt down so, husks, yeah. The rest of the block is so jealous. Man, there is no rest of the block. Yeah, right, it's yeah. Empty, it's empty lots. Like, stop lying. Yeah, it's totally true. But... Just changed. It is okay. We're bad. Poor Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the toy thing, like, mm-hmm. um, and Christmas time gifts and things like that. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I think, God, I had a friend get that lamp from a, a Christmas story, the leg lamp. Oh yeah. Oh my God, and I want one, but my wife won't let me get one. <laughs> That's the one thing. You, the thing with marriage is like sometimes you want to do stuff and it's just it, no, it's it's not an option. No, 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 no option. But that movie, they run that twenty four hours a day on Christmas. Oh yeah, and Christmas Eve. I think it's like TNT or one of those. Well, because it's such a classic. I love that movie, and it's really like by the third or fourth showing, you just don't even care. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I've seen it so many times now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Right? Was there a movie like that that you guys watched all the time when you were younger? Um, Home Alone. Was a major one, all the time. Oh, okay. um, Christmas story every once in a while. Um, wasn't the main one. Um, God, there's a few of them. Uh, Rudolph, the the claymation one. Oh God, that's creepiest. I loved that. That is so creepy. I loved that one. Um, what else? God, there was a few. They were just so great. Um, yeah, Home Alone was probably the biggest one, though. I mean, you couldn't go wrong with that movie. It was just... Yeah. I mean, it was the Home Invasion Christmas movie. How, how perfect was that? I don't know. I mean, you got a kid alone at the house getting terrorized well, by... Well, that's the that's funny thing now that I'm, like, a parent. I think back, I'm like, that kid would get taken away from his parents so quick. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> terrible parents. So terrible. I didn't get into National Lampoon's Christmas uh, Vacation. That's another good it one. It was a good one. It was a I, good I didn't one. even see it until later, though. Um... Oh, Charlie Brown, that was a classic. I can't watch that crap anymore. It's so depressing. Like I watch it, I'm just like, oh god, it's, just, it's depressing as crap. My it, wife it, loves <laughs> that stuff. Uh, Frosty was sad as hell, but oh my god, oh, man, it is what it is. I claim it's that stop motion claymation shit was weird. The Schwarzenegger movie was garbage. Jingle all the way. Never saw it. Garbage. Never garbage. Saw it. <laughs> One movie I've never seen, which I keep meaning to, is uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And a lot I've of never pe- seen it either. A lot of people have seen it. They love it. They think it's so cool. Yeah, it's got a huge fan base, and you know, Hot Topic just like breaks in oh, millions a year yeah, off it's, of it's it. Basically, what Hot Topic is based on. Yeah, that like movie, <laughs> superhero T-shirts. You know? I mean, it's the emo cartoon for Christmas. Oh my god! I mean, but that I mean that movie gets so much praise, and I've never even seen it, and it doesn't even look all that appealing to me. Yeah. So like, I feel like it's all exaggerated love. But it could be until I see it, I won't know. <laughs> people, people think that about like Army of Darkness and stuff too. They're like, right. I've never seen that movie. It sounds stupid. But you know, you watch that movie and you're just like, that's pure heaven. Right. You know, that's Oscar material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but I mean, I guess that's a that's a thing about like like toys and gift giving too, and things like that. Like, you really got to know who you're buying the gift for pretty well. Like yeah. my nieces and nephews now are old enough that I just buy them Amazon gift cards because I mean I used to buy them Transformers and things, and then I realized I was buying them shit that I liked. Right. <laughs> you know, like he'll like this. It's great. And it's like no, he's thirteen. He's not into he's that. He's not into that crap anymore. You know, and you can't do that. You know. When I was a kid, I didn't really care. I was happy with just about any toy I got, as long as it was GI Joe Transformers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you'd always get, you'd always get those those people that would give you guys like the educational gifts. You know? I hated that. Uh, we like, do that sometimes. That's what I'm in school for. I don't need this gift. Uh, you'll get that like you know, like where's Waldo books and you like that. And you're like, I you know it's supposed to be fun, but you can just give me socks. It's the same damn thing. Right. Like, underwear and socks. That's horrible. And give me a little crossword book or some shit. A little Sudoku or something. Oh my like, God. stop it. Stop Sudoku. it. I hate this. It's, it is like torture. It is it's the bad. worst. I remember getting a, uh, we had a family friend get all of us kids uh, multiplication, like memorization cards in one year. And I was like, why is she, does she not like us anymore? Does she <laughs> hate us? Because this is a cruel gift. What did I do? What did I do to offend her? Oh you know, I do remember, um, like, going to the movies at Christmas time, too. And seeing like random shit. It wasn't like like Benji. You see like Benji Christmas movies and stuff. I mean, my sisters were just enough younger than me. It was really difficult for my mom to get us all out to a new movie we all wanted to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, nowadays there's a lot more like children's films and stuff. But I think we saw like the, the Berenstein Bears movie or something like that. I seen that movie. I do remember my mom. We we watched. The Garbage Pal Kids movie at some point. Oh, Jesus. And it was the worst thing ever. I don't even like think that was in theaters. Those things know. were just gross. It, may have come, it was that, hey man, those Garbage Pal Kids. I mean, I understand cool. it was cool, but oh, like, that awesome. shit was gross. It was so gross. Some of them were like kids with their brains blown out and oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you'd be like, well, who did this? Yes. <laughs> like, what sick fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are, those are so popular nowadays. They re released them too. I saw on the topic of toys. I went to buy my daughter Christmas stuff the other day. Yeah. And in the stores, I saw Mad Balls, which were huge when I was a kid. They're like little little foamy balls, but they had horrible, ugly faces on them. Yeah. I saw um, this whole series of toys, action figures and stuff, based on old movies. They had like uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They had Alien. They had Total Recall. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else did they have? Like. It wasn't. It wasn't the typical stuff. Dukes of Hazard thing, and they were like oh, really great. like bad toys, you know. <laughs> but they had uh, like a Jay and Silent Bob toy and things like that. It was cool stuff. I love stuff like that, but it's definitely not for kids. Like it's in the kids' toy aisle. I've seen Jay and Silent Bob toys in Toys R Us when I worked there, and it was like, I'm just sitting there like, no kid is buying this. Oh, no, yeah. no kid is seeing this and even knowing what it is, and then they're gonna read it and be like, "Mommy, what's a blunt man?" Oh yeah, like. <laughs> Mom, what's a chronic? Like, blunt man and chronic. What's a snoochy boochy? Snoochy. Like, I mean, you really want to know? Yeah, right. Yeah, the you know you try to buy some of the vintage toys too. Like, like say you wanted to buy yourself a vintage toy, just you know for nostalgic value and things like that. You know, it's so freaking expensive. Like, only like the most diehard collector could possibly afford it. Yep. You know, I mean, you look at like. Like, like the original Mega Supreme for mm. uh, Transformers, you know, you can get one like in mint condition in box for like two grand. 
But then you've got really, really other, like, funky stuff, like Starscream, you know. Starscream, you know, graded mint in box probably goes for about $2,000, but, you you know, it's might be a little bit more than that usually. People, you know, like a po- Optimus Prime, okay. I look this shit up because I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> a mint condition Optimus Prime mint in box is $12,000. Jesus That's Christ. obscene. That's just nuts. You can buy a knockoff one and just pretend, you know. Right. I guess, it, I guess it's all about the collecting thing and, you know, mm-hmm. wanting Saying it. Saying I got it. Well, I would just buy I'd play with it. I'd play with all my toys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not often. Like, I, I understand the collector's mentality of, like, holding it for value and whatever. But, like, why are you even into the toys? Yeah. If you're not going to play with them. I think it's kind of like collecting baseball cards or, you know, like, I mean, art. like... You know? See, I understand Maybe collecting like baseball cards and art. Those kind of things, you you can't do anything but look at them. Yeah. But when it's got functionality, and you can actually, like, model these things around and, like, go off ramps with them once you transform <laughs> them and shit, why wouldn't you? Like, I don't know. I have a 20th anniversary Optimus Prime, and it cost me 50 bucks, and that fucker ain't going off any ramp. <laughs> ever. My daughter looks at that. It's on a shelf in, my, uh, in our bedroom. And she comes in and she looks at that stuff sometimes, and I'm like, don't even think about it. Jesus Christ. It's like, you're, you're only eight years old, but you'll see God. You will see God. <laughs> you'll see the face <laughs> of God. You know. Oh, my God. And that's how you do it. That's how you do it. <laughs> the fear of God into him. You know. Yeah, we, uh, I grew up in that era with, with the toys tended to be a little more dangerous, too, than they are now. Like, they had spring-loaded launchers. Even then, when they would dull them down, they were still kind of, like, you know, like, kind of dangerous, I guess, in comparison to, like, modern stuff. Right. You know. And the Jap- but the, that was only here in the U.S. I mean, they always had to nerf those things. And the original Japanese toys and Chinese toy market, I think they were still pretty dangerous. Like, they had really powerful springs and stuff like that. Not only that, the lead factor and all that shit back then was oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no lead in, in, like, any toys nowadays. Well, they also had stuff like lawn jarts and things, which were... You know, right. Let's just throw a giant throw it up and just like stab a kid. Yeah. Oh God. Like Jesus Christ, those things were dangerous. Oh my God, those things were. They probably weighed about two pounds a piece, and uh, they were about two feet long. You throw them up in the air, and they would just land in a circle, and they would embed themselves in the ground because they were fucking darts. You know, and they were. (laughs) I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I recall. No one um, cared about kids. There was a toy, it was a, it was a circle, and it was covered by rubber. Mm-hmm. And my buddy had one, and I remember playing with it as a kid. And they, they yanked it off the market because the rubber would corrode if you left it out in the sun and the, you know, the weather for too long. Mm-hmm. And inside the rubber, the rubber circle, it was just like, literally just like a hoop shape, but it was flattened. Uh, but it flew like a Frisbee just because it was, I don't know, the shape of it. Right. But inside that rubber coating was a thin metal disc. And when the rubber would wear off, kids were putting their hands up to catch it. It was chopping their fingers off, like slicing. Jesus it. Christ! And it's just like stuff like that freaks me the fuck out, you know. Because having a kid nowadays, in particular, I look at the toys she gets, and I'm like, what can she do with that? What can she, you know, can she do this? Dan, can she kill herself with it? Because that's kind of, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Now we have another. We have a four month old, so now I have to like double check everything. And I'm like, what's in this? What's it made of? Because she's gonna put it right in her mouth. Oh yeah, instantly. Oh yeah, they try. I mean, we had a lot of lead, lead paint and crap like that in toys when we were a kid. And I'm sure we got exposed to all sorts of crap. Mm-hmm. You know, to this day, it's probably why I don't do math good. <laughs> it's true. The subject of like, like Christmas time and 
seasonal things. You know, we grew up in a, in an area where you could get you know actual real Christmas trees really cheap. You know, oh, yeah. but a lot of people didn't. You know, if you if you lived in the city, it probably cost a ton of money and all that. A lot of people had aluminum Christmas trees and fake Christmas trees. Um, my grandmother and grandfather had one of those actual aluminum, the silver Christmas trees that reflected light, and it had a little light stand on the ground, and it had a disc that would spin, and it would change colors. So the whole tree would change different colors instead of having lights on the tree. That's cool. And I love stuff like that. And I went to look at purchasing one the other day, and they were like four hundred dollars. Oh yeah. No, I don't like that. I mean, the the smallest uh, kind of trees. You can still find them with lights on them for like two hundred bucks. Oh yeah. And I'm looking at these things, and they're like pipsqueaks. Like, I mean, you seriously got to be in a micro apartment to even have these things. Oh yeah. yeah. But they're still like two hundred bucks, and you're like, what the? I'll fuck? spend sixty bucks on a real tree and just leave it at that. I mean, we seriously, do that, we do that every year. It's worth having to deal with, you know, the trouble. Well, we got a we got a fake one, like, maybe seven years ago, and uh, it's like. You know, it's it's easy breakdown, easy assemble. You just, I mean, it's, I mean, you just slot the the pole into the like into oh, the, yeah. into the pole. It it's it's broke into like three sections and it's done. <laughs> and uh, easiest setup for a tree ever. And uh, this year, my my brothers set it up, and uh, the old the the middle one agreed to build it, while the little one agreed to do all the ornaments. So the the big one builds it, and, you know, he's like, all right, get to the ornaments. I get home, and I look at the way this tree's laid out. Big-ass gaps and shit in between the leaves. Like, he didn't spread any of the, of the branches out, and this thing just looks like a bunch of, like, holes in the tree. And I'm like, dude, like, did no one care to look at this after they were done? Like, this thing looks like trash. And, like, you just don't get that with a real tree. So it's like, I mean, you got to, I mean, you got to appreciate a real tree once you have it. Because, I mean, those those things are great. Except for the, the main problem I have with getting a real tree is the way them shits fucking leak. Not, uh, like, not leak leak, but I mean, like, the way they just drop all the damn uh, needles all over the place. <laughs> I know. I do have to deal with it. Like, that. sweeping them things up is a nightmare. It is pretty bad. I did have, actually, our very first email. <laughs> I forgot to say Really? It came in a couple weeks ago, and because we haven't done anything. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm bad about that. It's pretty bad. Um, this woman wrote in. Okay. And God help me, I can't remember her full name. Her first name was with Brenda. Brenda something. And she had asked, it's probably somebody, it's probably one of my friends trying to make me feel better, if it is, thank you. Um, but no, <laughs> I might be a legitimate fan, you never know. Um, she said, on the topic of video games, was there any game that came out that you played as a kid, or when you were younger, that you went back and played again as an adult, and you absolutely hated? That's and a good question. It's a very good question, and, the, and I, the first thing that sprang to mind was Twisted Metal 2. Really? I fucking loved Twisted Metal 2. I love Twisted Metal Black was my shit. That's the only re- that's a, this reason I bought a PlayStation 2. Yeah. I went back and played that game about a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. And it was such a pixelated mess. Oh, yeah. That it drove me crazy. And I mean, I, I grew up in the area of pixelated games, like 8-bit video games and stuff. But the action in that game was so fast. You know, there's like all sorts oh, yeah. of explosions it's and stuff. It just non-stop. looked horrible. 
It just absolutely destroyed me. And granted, I'm watching it on a high-def TV and all that shit, but I, I was, I'm like, oh my god, it killed me. Twisted Metal was so much fun. I love those games. I was so bad. I, mean, ugh, I used um, to play that game for hours. Let's see. Uh, God, I'm trying to think about classic games I grew up with. Uh, Mario 64, absolutely love. I would never say that game is bad. Um, all the Mario Karts, all the Smash Bros, all those were great. Um, I'd probably say the first one that got me was, it had to be PS2 era. Um, okay, Crash Bandicoot, uh, the first one. Okay, so that's PS1 era, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's gotta be PS1. Um, yeah, Crash Bandicoot, the first one. Um, I didn't go back and play it on a PS1, so it wasn't the same feeling, necessarily. I played it on a PS3. But, I mean, the controls never changed, and they didn't do anything to the actual game. They just upscaled the graphics to run on 1080p screens and whatever. So it's like, you know, it's still that classic 240p, but it's just upscaled <laughs> so, you, so you can actually see. And uh, I just, like, for whatever reason, when I was a kid, Crash was so much fun. Like, you just ran, and you jumped. And it was the easiest thing in the world. It was like everything that a platformer from the Super Nintendo era was, just in 3D. Yeah. So it was like awesome. And I'm running around, and I'm playing it as a kid, and I didn't really f get frustrated at all. And then like I get it maybe four years ago on PS3, and I'm playing it for two minutes, and I almost fucking launched my controller <laughs> over the wall. Like, it was so damn infuriating. Like, every other jump, I'd, like, I know I did it right, but for whatever reason, Crash goes an extra three feet and falls into a dish. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Like, I mean, that's probably the one game that really did it for me. I still love the game. I don't necessarily hate it. I just hate the way it plays. Yeah, I like Twisted Metal. I like the play controls and things like that, but I did not like that graph. It, was graphics. Yeah. it killed it for me. And I played games that were just a mess. Yeah. You know, but they were clean about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, Mario 64, like, the the actual character model for Mario is the worst model of any I of the characters in the like game. I like that game. Isn't that weird? Like, I, that 64 is just a little bit after. I bought the N64 specifically to play Ocarina of Time. And I, uh -huh. I, made, I think I bought GoldenEye. That was the only other thing I ever bought for this. GoldenEye was great. It's still great. It is great. Again, with the kind of crazy graphics, though, but still not as bad. I don't think it's it. I mean, there, are some, there are some games out there that are just unplayable. You know a game I played yeah. but I never revisited that I would probably hate right now is Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, I don't I, think I ever played any I of would, those games. I would probably absolutely despise those games right now. I've tried playing um, Sonic. Oh, yeah. And I cannot play that fucking game anymore. I couldn't even it play it back crazy. then. You, you just you have the urge to just go really fast and just constantly. But yeah, I die there's moments the where you got to slow down or, you, or else like you're it. done. I don't like it. All or nothing, that's me. Yep. Put a little floor. Well, all right. Thanks, you. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I hope you have a good holiday. We're going to wrap it up. We have a whole lot of uh, not work to do right now. <laughs> um, if you have any other questions, go ahead and send us an email. Or if you just want to bitch at us about how stupid we are, that's okay, too. That's an we, option. we like attention. We're attention whores. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, <laughs> don't feed after midnight um, on Twitter, uh, DFAM, DFAM podcast. Go ahead and toss us a line on there. And it's also, um, we're also on the Facebook as well, the, the magical Facebook. 
You can find us on there too. Yeah, don't feed after midnight. Um, And we're also on the Detroit Podcast Network now. So if um, you're on Podcast Detroit, you know, or if you're into Podcast Detroit or whatever, um, you can actually find us on their website and some of their lists on SoundCloud and things like that now. Do it. Thanks to my buddy Dave. Do it. um, Who hooked me up (laughs) and helped me uh, figure out that I actually wanted to do this. Uh, Do it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Bob and Dave are the absolute shit. They did help a lot. Um, <laughs> and my friend Derek also has helped me quite a bit figure out how to do things. Hopefully we'll have a, uh, a bit of a, a round table discussion at some point with other friends. And we can get more people on here. Uh, Mike That'd and I, great. we tend to record when we're on the road because our job takes us places. Yeah. Um, but hopefully over the holiday break, uh, we'll have a chance we're off work for three weeks we take a little holiday break we should have a moment or two we should and we should get together with a couple of people maybe and get some uh uh slightly famous people on there people that i know that i think are famous but you people might think aren't famous but you know whatever it's my show i do what i want it'd be Um, cool (laughs) (laughs) so have a good holiday if i don't talk to you and peace out peace oh my god oh my god that was a complete mess i blame myself Lucky my phone didn't go off. Right. It's vibrating all the... <laughs> I know. You know what's going off? <laughs> let's see. Let's, let's look at my Twitter feed. M-Class Podcast. Uh, M-Class Podcast. I really need to stop following them so close, but I can't help it. They're just a sexy boy.